The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This year, Thursday, April 20th edition, and I hope everybody had a good Wednesday. We are heading towards the weekend here on this Thursday, and it was an interesting Wednesday. The day slate kind of went as planned, uh, except uh, Seattle and Miami kind of tons of runs. Oakland went bananas, but uh, yeah, Cubbies did their thing, did it later than expected, no runs in Pittsburgh, St. Louis, the New York stack, Headley's just Headley, Judge goes deep, Castro stays hot, I mentioned Hicks, the, the Yankee stack I loved, it went, Jay Bruce double-donged, was amazing, Nationals were crazy, I told you Bryce Harper, he double-donged, including the granny, Zimmerman granny, I loved the Nats, that was huge, loved Tampa stack, it was off, it was just great night all around, no one saw Granky Chassin freaking pitchers duel going off, but Tis baseball, my friends. Tis baseball. Going into Thursday, we have an 11-game all-day, four-game early, seven-game evening. Quick look at the weather because we get more interesting weather on tap. Uh, we have some some domes, thank God, because there's rain in those places. Slight chances in Minnesota between the Twins and the Indians. Looks a lot better than yesterday, though, so they hopefully will get that one in. Uh, moving on to... Philadelphia, the Mets, looks like the rain comes in later that night, so that should be okay. Baltimore, Cincy, that one could be interesting. Looks like it comes in at night, but that one might come in early. Keep an eye on that. Wind's blowing out on that one, so we'd like that one to play because there's two pitchers to target in that game. Uh, Washington and Atlanta, scattered thunderstorms as normal in Atlanta. We've seen it every night. Um, Texas, wind blowing in pretty heavy, but it's getting warmer there. Ball's going to start flying out of Texas, boys and girls. Diamondbacks, Padres were looking good. And then Seattle, Oakland, in Oakland, winds blowing out heavy in Oco Coliseum. We got a gas can on the mound with an ace lined up. We got some things to like there. Let's take a look at Vegas, folks. We have on the day slate, the four-game day slate, we have two totals of eight. Those are your two high totals. There's no total for Minnesota-Cleveland at the moment, but your totals of eight, Detroit at Tampa, and Angels at Houston. 
In the evening, you have a low total of six and a half between Aaron Nola and Noah Syndergaard. And then you have a two totals of nine. You have that Orioles Reds I mentioned with Wade Miley and Scott Feldman. And then you have the Royals and the Rangers, Danny Duffy and the one and only Andrew Kashner. Too bad the Royals offense is so inconsistent. You got to play them tonight, but man, they have been horrific. Horrific. Let's take a look at the pitching on tonight's slate. We have uh, the four-game early slate. The top top option, Chris, to for sale, $13,300. He has been lights out. He's averaging 31.7 DraftKings points per start. It's just crazy. He's uh, striking out 12 in his last start in Tampa Bay. 10 against the Tigers, 7 against Pittsburgh. Lights out is an understatement. This guy's 1.25 ERA. Going in to Toronto, he's striking out 26.6% of the batters he faces. Toronto striking out 20% of the time. Clear-cut top option on the day slate. Uh, you got to love Sale. Sale has great history against Toronto to make it even better for you. Sale, the top option on the day slate. Expensive as heck, but the top option. Next top option, Lance McCullers, $9,800. Flipping that curveball over against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Lance McCullers bringing a 4.67 ERA into the game, but that's due to his last start in Oakland where he pitched four and a third, eight hits, five earned. Still struck out six, but he struggled prior to that, both at home. That's the key. That's his road start, both at home. Against Kansas City, seven innings, three earned 10 Ks. And against Seattle, six innings, one earned seven Ks. The only big thing I mention every time we see an Angels game is they don't strike out a lot. McCullers is striking out 30% of the batters he faces, but he also walks 11%, which is a big red flag. But um, the Angels only strike out 16.5% of the time. That's a big, big uh-oh. But he is a heavy Vegas favorite, which you got to take that into consideration and on a small slate, McCullers at 98, very tasty there. If you want to roll the dice on the day slate, now we're just throwing darts here. Urban Santana, 8,200 versus Cleveland. I love to play Cleveland, obviously, but um, he's uh, he's been pitching very well this year. He's GPP only, GPP only, because I'll be stacking Cleveland bats as hot as they are. But he's a good bat and a small slate, so you can target that. Cleveland... Um, Cleveland does strike out 20% of the time. Irvin doesn't walk a ton, but they just, they're mashing everything right now. So, better beware. The other option that's very enticing is Daniel Norris at $7,500. He is going up against the Tampa Bay Rays. We saw Tampa hits. I like Tampa a lot, but um, we will say this much about Tampa Bay. Um, where are they at? Their implied team total is 4.07 today. And uh, they have been hitting lefties well, but they hit righties better than lefties. We will go that far out the gate already. Hit righties much better than lefties to start the season. And um, that's one brownie point for Daniel Norris. Second off, Norris is um, coming off an outstanding start in Cleveland. So as I mentioned how much I love those Cleveland bats, he went six innings of two hits and uh, five Ks against Cleveland. That is outstanding stuff to look at. Going up against a Rays team that loves to strike out. That's another big, big thing. Norris is striking out 22% of the batters he faces. The Rays strike out 25.2% of the time. Norris could be a very, very nice play. Him and uh, Sale combined, if you're not using Rays bats, could be a sneaky, sneaky good option. As I said, Rays hit righties much better. 
I do I do like the Rays bats today, but on a small slate, I think Norris is a very good option. Norris McCullers combo or Norris Sale combo, I could I could definitely get behind and stack your bats elsewhere. Speaking of bats on your day slate, going to the catcher's position, Brian McCann at thirty four hundred dollars against the maker of shoes is a very good option. Um, going for Tampa Bay today is Rosimo Ramirez, so we will be tack- tackling the hell out of the Tigers' bats along with everybody else. But that goes with uh, either the catching options of Alex Avila, who is off to an amazing start. He'll be coming from the left side, so hopefully he'll be getting the start. He is $2,900. If he's in the lineup, he's as close to a must-start at catcher as you can find. If not, James McCann at 28 is a good play. Good play. Not a must-start, but a good play. I like Jason Castro at $2,800 for the Twins against Trevor Bauer. Bauer gets hit harder by righties than lefties, but Castro is off to a really good start this season. $2,800 is a good look. Uh, for the Rays against Norris, if you're fading him, you got Derek Norris at 2800 or Sucre at 2600 $2, both good options. And then the, the uh, Red Sox going up against Estrada. I like the Red Sox a lot today, and they're relatively cheap. Uh, DK is big on Estrada. Um, you can get Leon at 2700 or Vasquez at 25 I like both those prices, especially Vasquez at 25 I think that's a very good, very good value there. I hope Avila is the option. I think he's a great option today behind the dish. But uh, moving to first base, Miggy Cabrera definitely in play against Rosmo. Miggy at $4,700 on fire. Look at Carlos Santana at 4500 You got E5 at 4600 Um E5 has three home runs in his career against Irvin Santana. Hanley Ramirez, first base outfield eligible at 4,200. Definitely in play against Estrada. See, here's another cheap Red Sox. Mitchie Moreland, Mitchie two bags, three grand, and he's swinging a hot stick. And then your value play, if you're fading Norris, this is almost a must play as well. If you're fading Daniel Norris, Ricky Weeks Jr. at $2,700, all he does is hit lefties. And this is just dumb, dumb price tag. I'd understand that if the team, if the Tigers were starting a righty, okay, DraftKings, fair enough. But DraftKings knows better. When they're starting a lefty, make them $3,400, $3,500. That's fine. $2,700 is stupid. You're giving everybody the clear-cut advantage to start Chris Sale now, DraftKings. Bravo. Second base, Jose Altuve, $4,900, just on a tear in his career. He is... uh, 8 for 20 of two doubles, two home runs off of the maker of shoes. Brian Dozier, 4,400. Like I said, Trevor Bauer gets crushed by righties. Uh, Dozier, big, big game today. Kinsler, 4,300. Uh, Joey Ramirez for the Indians, 4,100 off of uh, going up against Santana. And then uh, if you want a cheap pump play from the Tigers, second base outfield eligible, Andrew Romine, 2,200. Sometimes Osmus gets the weird idea to put him at the top of the order. And if that's the case, not a, not a bad punt play at all in that Arasa Ramirez stack. Third base, Longo, 4,200 against Norris. Longo hits lefties very well. Sano, 4,100. Sea ball, hit ball very, very hard, Mr. Miguel Sano. Castellanos is just having a great season. Tripled again yesterday, 3,700. Lonnie Chisenhall, third base outfield eligible, 3,400 against Irvin Santana. Going over to shortstop, absolutely love me. San Francisco Lindor at 4,500. Xander Bogarts, 4,100. If you want a cheaper option for the Twins, you got uh, Jorge Polanco at 3,200 against Maurer. If he's hitting towards the top of the order, I'd go that way. 
a cheap option for the, the uh, Rays against Norris Beckham, three grand. And then uh, Eduardo Escobar, the Twins, going against Bauer at 2,700. is another kind of punt play there if you're looking that direction. At outfield, you got Trout at 52, Betts at 5, Springer at 47, always in play. Brantley at 46 is a pretty good play today as well. Uh, I'm going to mention Beltran at 38, but, man, he's just letting me down left and right. It's a great matchup for him against Shoemaker, a really good matchup against him, but he just keeps letting me down, so buyer beware there. I love Max Kepler at 36. Ben Benintendi is in a great spot at 36. The uh, Red Sox stack in play, another cheap price tag there. Uh, Steven Sousa Jr. hits righties better than lefties, but he's hitting really well, so I wanted to bring him up at 36. I've been mentioning Josh Reddick. He had another phenomenal game yesterday. He's only 3,600. His ownership will probably be going up, but he's 36. Kiermaier hits lefties pretty well. He's 35. Rex, or not Rex. Mr. Grossman, $3,400 is a very good price tag there as well against Bauer. Uh, cheap play in the outfield for the Tigers. Tyler Collins, 2,700. Batting fifth or sixth in that lineup. I've mentioned him almost every day. Definitely an option there. For the Jays, if you're fading sales, Steve Pierce always plays against lefties. Keep him in mind. Uh, Pedroia at second base. Forgot to mention him. He's been hitting Estrada good in his career. So you can look at him as well. Uh, there's some options there for sure. A small slate. But I am all over the Red Sox stack against Estrada. Houston against Shoemaker. And um, get your uh, your Cleveland-Minnesota stacks on. And, of course, Detroit against Rossimo is just stupid easy. But I love Boston. I love Detroit. And then... I'd probably say a, a Cleveland-Minnesota game stack seems like the most logical option, in my opinion. Small slates don't go too too crazy. Like, I only built, built one lineup yesterday. Barely cashed it, but I cashed it nonetheless, so I walked away happy as a clam. But, um, yeah, don't go too crazy. Moving on to the evening slate, seven-game evening slate. And we kick it off with the one and only Noah Sindel. Well, let's get you. Let's check out Vegas for you real quick. For the evening slate, I already mentioned that. I don't need to check out Vegas. Noah Syndergaard, $11,800 is the best option of the night. Not even close. Striking out 29% of the batters he faces. And the Phillies strike out 23% of the time. Heavy, heavy Vegas favorite. Um... There are a couple bats you could be worried about, but Noah has just been outstanding this year. He gets he gets hurt once in a while. That's the shitty part because it takes him out of games. But overall, Cindergard is just outstanding. Um, top option. Get him in your lineups where you can. Definitely, definitely worth the look. Steven Strasburg at 11,100 is a very solid look against Atlanta. I will have a little Atlanta exposure. I'll explain why in the bats because they do have some good history against him. But on a small slate, you look at uh, Strasburg, he's striking out 29.7% of the batters he's facing. Atlanta strikes out almost 20% of the time. There are a few bets to worry about, but on the small slate, he is a good option. Most will pay up for Thor. Strasburg's ownership will be a little low so far on the season. Strasburg has been good. He um, His last... He struck out 11 in his last, or no, six, eight. He struck out eight in back to back games, sorry. But his ground ball rate is phenomenal. In his last game against Philadelphia, 11 ground balls to four fly balls, and then eight to five, and then 14 to four. I love that rate, especially in this hitter friendly ballpark in Atlanta. 
That is going to be very, very important. So uh, Strasburg at 11-1. We know he's got blow-up potential. Very good matchup. Very favorable matchup to win. Vegas-wise, uh, I like Steven Strasburg. But if you're not going those two, this is my favorite option of the night. If you're not going Thor, Thor is probably the best matchup of the night. But if you got to go 1A, 1B, give me James Paxton. My man, James Paxton. Going up against the Oakland A's in Oco Coliseum. Paxton at $9,600. Paxton has three starts this year. Still has zero earned runs. Zero ERA, folks. He's got 22 Ks in those three starts. 22 Ks in 21 innings. He is phenomenal. He has over 32 fantasy points in his last two starts. I just don't know what else I can say about the man. He is lights out. Last two starts, 9 Ks, 8 Ks. Um, the A's, the A's only strike out 19% of the time compared to Pax's 20, almost 24, which is one thing, but the A's implied team total 3.71. They don't hit either side of the plate, good righty or lefty. So you have that to look for. Paxton is just in a phenomenal situation. He should be popular tonight, especially on a seven game slate. Phenomenal cash game play. I'm still going to use him all over my GPP lineups. I'm treating him like I would treat a Kershaw. Like I tell you, I'm playing him everywhere. I I like him probably more than Thor, but I love Thor just because I think he's going to mow down Philadelphia. Paxton should mow down Oakland as well. Oakland has a few more scary options is my theory. Like Chris Davis, Plue. They have more guys that have career success against lefties, I guess is what I'm saying. And Paxton, it's just like how many zeros can the guy throw up? It's only a matter of time where it's just, you know, variance takes its, its – it rears its ugly head. But I'm going to go back to the well because Paxton's my man, but – it's just you can't keep throwing up zero after zero after zero. It's Oral Hershiser set the record. It's just it's crazy. But um, yeah, give me some Paxton, ninety six hundred dollars. A GPP play I love, and everyone's going to be scared off of him because he is at the Texas Rangers. Is my man Danny Duffy? People have been scared off of him all season long, and I continue to go to this well. People go, nope, he's not going to do it. His velocity's down. He's doing this. He's doing that. All he does is deal. Last start out against, he's 8,200, by the way. Against the Angels, seven innings, three hits, one earned, six Ks. In Houston, seven innings, two earned. At Minnesota, who hits lefties well, six innings, one earned, eight Ks. Danny Duffy gets it done, folks. He's going to Texas, hitter-friendly park. Ball should be slowly flying out of there. Uh, starting game is going to be around low 80s, it looked like. So the ball's going to start moving in that joint. But Duffy... He strikes out 25.4% of the batters he faces, while the Rangers strike out 20.4% of the time. The Rangers team, Woba, is scary. I'll give you that much. But um, as a whole, the Rangers haven't been hit well. They are like 5-10 and 10 on the year. They are struggling mightily overall as a team. Just really bad. They do have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. But they hit righties so much better than lefties. That's why I don't understand what Vegas is seeing here unless it's because they're in Texas. It's my only thing. They're hitting 223 against lefties compared to 316 against righties. So I'm going to go to the Duffy well. This may completely backfire, but it is a great GPP play. I think there's better cash game plays out here. GPP-wise, give me some Danny Duffy at $8,200. I'm all in on this, man. I've been on him all year, season-long, daily. Uh, I'll probably be on him almost every time he's out. Even when he blows up, I'll go back to him like I do because he is a very talented arm and people continue to throw him away, and I love it. 
Aaron Nola, 8,500 against the Mets, opposite Noah Sendergaard. If you want to be on the other side of that action, um, it might be tougher to get the win. Like I talked about the Kershaw game last night, but Anderson threw okay. Um, Nola has been good this year. He's almost averaging 19 DraftKings points per start. 327 ERA. His last start out, five innings, one earned, six strikeouts. He struck out six and seven in his two starts. 11 ground balls to two fly balls, eight ground balls to three fly balls in his two starts. Outstanding start stuff. He is knocking out a great curveball, which will definitely help against this Mets team. Um, he's pitching great. Good, good young arm. We find his periods. Um, he's striking out 25.4% of batters. The Mets strike out 21 percent of the time so that's good upside he won't be high owned at all because everyone's gonna look at thor in that matchup so he could be a really good gpp play i wouldn't really go as much cash wise because we have seen the mets overall this year are hitting the ball very well um, but they have a low implied team total of 3.77 to me anything below four vegas wise is pretty low uh, like phillies though 2.73 against thor that's ugly but Mets are only 377 that's pretty low um, they only hit around 300 against righties and lefties. So good GPP play with Aaron Nolan. I'd give him a look. Patrick Corbin, your two punt plays are your one punt play. Patrick Corbin, 5,800 versus San Diego. Um, it's a dicey play to say the least. We'll be honest with this. But what I will say is San Diego strikes out 25.1% of the time. One of the highest on tonight's slate. Um, we saw what Chassin did to, to, uh, Arizona. We saw what Granky did to San Diego is more important. And um, what I wanted to say is they have an implied team total of 3.71, and they hit much better against righties than lefties. They've actually they've hit both okay, but they, they've, they're they more built to face righties is what I'm trying to say. I'm stumbling all over my sentences right now. Corbin has looked very solid his last, you know, off and on this season. He's going to keep – he's coming back from injuries and struggling, and he, but he's got a 2-8-1 ERA. He uh, got beat up in his last start against the Dodgers, but prior to that, looked great against Cleveland. Six innings, no earned, three Ks. Looked okay against the Giants. He's just all over the place, but he's not a big K guy. But he's getting ground balls, limiting fly balls um, in that nice ballpark. Definite punt play. That's all it is. Punt play at $5,800. Give him a look. See what you can find. Pat Corbin. So there you go. Thor, Strasburg, Paxton, Nola, Duffy, Corbin, seven-game pitching slate. Let's move to your catchers. When you head to the catcher's position, Robinson Chirinos against Duffy at 3,200. You have Matty Wieters at 3,100 against R.A. Dickey. Fegley, 3K against Paxton. And Austin Hedges, 29 against Corbin. Not a lot to like at the catching position, as you can tell, as I gave you three catchers against the guys I'm targeting on the mound. So you might need to mix and match at your catcher's position. First base is loaded. Goldie, 5,100 in a phenomenal spot against Clayton Richard. Goldie is hitting over 300 in his career against Richard. Joey Votto against Wade Miley, uh, 4,900. Chris Davis, lefties crush Feldman, Chris Davis at $4,800 is a great play tonight. Will Myers against Patty Corbin, $4,700. Eric Hosmer against Trashner, $4,500 is definitely in play. Uh, here's why I'm not all in on Strasburg. You had a guy like Freddie Freeman who's hitting everything under the sun. Just on an absolute tear. Reaching base almost every time up. 
So you don't even need to, doesn't even matter really. But to top it off, career against Strasburg, 14 for 35, three doubles, four home runs. So he likes to face Strasburg, you could say too. So Freddie Freeman at 4,400, definitely in play tonight. Might be low owned to top it off. So keep an eye on Freddie Freeman. Michael Napoli, 4,100 against the lefty and Duffy. We have Eric Thames in play at $3,800, way too cheap. He will probably be high-owned, but uh, he's stroking the ball, so better have some ownership there. Ryan Healy against the lefty, first base outfield eligible at $3,400. Then Ryan Zimmerman on fire, still only $3,300, and he's 9 for 31 lifetime, hitting over 300 against the Dickey. Head of the second base, we have Johnny Villar at 4500 Daniel Murphy, 4,500. Robbie Cano, love me some Cano tonight against Valdez, the youngster Valdez for the A's, making his debut. Cano, 4,400. Jonathan Scope, 4K. Salarte, 3,700. Neil Walker, 3,500. If you are going to take a couple batters against Thor, Cesar Hernandez and only 3,000 is a really good look there. Uh, if you want some cheap options with the A's, Jed Lowry is 38, or, I mean, 2,800. And then Chad Penders, 2,300. He went yard yesterday. He got called up with the Simeon injury. Definitely in play there. Third base position, you got Machado, who has righties better than lefties, 4,600. Kyle Seeger, 4,100. The Moose is loose. He's up to 3,700 in a really good spot in Texas against Kashner. Eugenio Suarez against the lefty Miley at 3,700 is a solid play tonight. The mayor of Ding Dong City went Ding Dong yesterday. Travis Shaw, 3,600. Definitely in play against um, Carlos Martinez. Trevor Plouffe, 3,500 against the lefty. Then Adam Rosales, second base, third base eligible, 2,400 for the A's. At the shortstop position, Aledemus Diaz, 4,500. Drupal Cabrera, 36. Zach Cozart against the righty, or against the lefty, Miley, 3,600. Taylor Motter, 3500 And if you want a little punk play for the Nats, Defoe, $2,600. Heading to the outfield where you're locked and loaded. You got Bryce Harper, double dong yesterday with the granny at 5K. Fowler, who double donged at 4900 against Feldman, or against, um, God, I'm skipping, against, Dave, against Davies. Yeah, against Davies at 4900 Trumbo, 4700 You got Cruz, 45 Adam Jones, 45. Duvall against the lefty, 44. Suspedis in an interesting spot at 43. A.J. Pollock against the lefty at 41. Eaton at 4K against the knuckler. Chris Davis against the lefty at 39. A, a play I'm really excited about tonight. A guy you like to see against the lefty is Monty Tomas at 39. Don't forget about him tonight. Rajay Davis against the lefty at 37. If you're fading Paxton, really good play. Mitch Hanniger at 36. Manny Margot at 36. Ender and Ciardi at 36. Jay Bruce, double donged at 35. Conforto, if he's in the lineup at 35. Because if he's in the lineup, that means they're putting him towards the top. Um, you got Trey Mancini, first base outfield eligible at 35. Nick Marcakis at 34. C.S. Seth Smith is back in the lineup. He's got a back injury. He's day-to-day. Be a good spot for him leading off against Scotty Feldman. So keep that in mind. But some good options on the evening slate. Um, catcher's a mess, I'll be honest. I like Weeders, maybe. Hedges if you're fading Corbin. Uh, first base, Goldie's great. I love Chris Davis. Uh, Freddie Freeman is outstanding. 
some Thames and Zimmerman. Those are kind of my top options. Probably Freeman would be my top if you're not using Strasburg. If not, I go Chris Davis and Thames. Um, at second base, Johnny VR is awesome. Daniel Murphy's always awesome. And then maybe some Cano, don't you know? Third base, Machado's got to get out of this funk, doesn't he? Moose is in a really, really good spot at 3,700. like Moose a lot tonight. And then don't sleep on Eugenio Suarez at 37. Shortstop, Cozart, uh, outfield is just absolutely loaded. Don't forget Yasmani Tomas at 3,900. Good options there. Pitching, Thor, Strauss, Paxton, Duffy, Nola, Corbin. We're stacking Baltimore against Feldman, an implied team total of 4.57. We're stacking KC against Kashner, 4.51 implied team total. We're stacking Seattle against Valdez, Cincinnati versus Miley, 4.43 implied team total. Then I don't mind Milwaukee against Seamart. That'll be really low owned. Milwaukee's swinging a really, really good bat, and everybody likes Seamart, but we, he's got good K stuff. We know, and Milwaukee strikes out a ton, so I guess it makes Carlos Martinez a good GPP pitching option. I forgot to mention that. But his control and his hit ability at times – I'm going to watch him for a little bit, but if you want to use him in a GPP, I can't blame you for the K upside against them. But you've seen how Milwaukee's hitting everybody right now. They went to Chicago and beat up on the world. I like stacking the Milwaukee bats tonight. Give me some Braun, VR, uh, Thames, and then maybe mix in some others if you want. But I like them tonight against Seymour as a very sneaky stack. They might get shut down because they're facing an ace, but uh, it's a sneaky GPP stack. But really good-looking slates tonight. Uh, it's good looking for smaller slates. Small slates can be tricky at times, but overall not bad. But there you have it, 11-game all day, 4-game early, 7-game late. Let's have some fun on this Thursday, and we'll get back to a 15-game slate of action on Friday. Hope everybody enjoys it. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com. Check me out, at BDintrick. Subscribe to us, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker. Give us a rating. And uh, let me know how you guys are doing. Hit me up with any of your questions. And this was your Thursday, April 20th edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. I will catch you guys tomorrow.